0: Hey guys, welcome back to Kingdom Citizens. It is I, your host again, Jerome, and we're back with another episode. Um, we finished the series on how to build your fire on the ad- other episode, and um, this episode I wanna I wanna bring an attention to something something new, um, and it's gonna be I think I'm gonna you know title this um, Why We As Humanity Needed Jesus Christ. So why humanity needed Jesus, right? Because um, God God brought a revelation to me as I was reading, and I felt like it would be impactful for people who are trying to get to know Jesus, and people who already know who Jesus Christ is, to be able to grasp this whole idea. Right. so feel free to let me know what you guys think in the comments and if you have any questions please feel free to dm me again or hit me up in the comments and so let's pray father we thank you we bless you and we exalt you for being so good and so gracious unto us we ask the father ask you to do this father may you flow through me like never before let your words be evident in my mouth oh lord father may i be and excuse me as an instrument that will be able to be able to project the sounds that are coming from you oh god i thank you and i bless you Jesus' name that pray, amen. And so um hope you guys and hope everybody's doing well, but um so why humanity needed Jesus? Why did we need Jesus? Right? Um, I'll tell you why. So in the beginning, bear with me guys. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve, and when He created Adam and Eve. He gave them a responsibility. He gave them a purpose. God had a plan for them. But we know the story. Adam and Eve went against God. They sinned against God by eating of the fruit from, you know, and then when they ate, God came, and then basically they got punished. So now I'm going to be reading from Genesis chapter 3 verses um this is when after god has come in the garden and god is asking them what happened and then adam said this is the woman you gave it the woman said oh it's the serpent and then you know everybody's just blame each other it's just you 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 you. and um so this is the genesis chapter 3 verses 14. it says then the lord god said to the serpent because you have done this cursed are you more than all of their livestock and more than any animal of the field on your belly you shall go, and thus you shall eat all the days of your life and i'll make enemies of you and the woman and your offspring and the descendants he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel so i want to place an emphasis on the verses 15 which says and um he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him the you now this is it i can just end it right here because this is it this explains our our our, our battles that we've been facing with the enemy why before we fight, were facing things with the enemy why things were the way that they were and so from over here right so at this point the enemy has come caused human can human, human beings to fall Right? And he's placed the seeds of sin inside of us, or whatever the case might be. And, um, but he knows, the enemy knows that once God says something, because he says, You God said, Let it be like there was like.'" He knows that once God has declared something, it will surely come to pass. And so, from this point forward, the goal of the enemy was to come find the descendant of the woman that will come bruise its head. And so, um, every time that the enemy spotted somebody that bear the image of god the enemy came to try to destroy let's take for example one except of cain and abel cain being the older brother abel being uh, the, the younger brother they both give sacrifices right god cherishes the sacrifice of abel more than cain the enemy and then what did god say god told cain that sin is knocking at your door Cain ignored it, sin came in, Cain killed his brother. The reason why I bring an emphasis to this is that you have have to be able to notice these patterns, right? So the enemy looked at both Cain and Abel. And when he looked at Cain and Abel, the enemy noticed that Abel bear the image of God. And so because Abel bear the image of God and because God liked the God liked the sacrifice that Abel gave, he had to get rid of Abel because he thought that this would surely be the one that will come to destroy me. And so he what? Killed it. And so throughout the Old Testament, we notice stories of the enemy coming in to destroy anybody that bear the image of God. We have to understand something that the enemy is not omnipresent like God is. And so the enemy has to go about, the demons have to go about to and fro looking, right? But the enemy doesn't have to look for people that that belong to him. The enemy just looks at people that bear the image of God and then he attacks them, right? And so we see that in this, we see this except in Job when God says, the sons of God came and then the enemy was present, the devil was present. And then God said, Where have you been? And the devil said, I was going to and fro the earth this shows us that the enemy does not have the power of omnipresence or he's not there enemy can be everywhere once so he goes to and fro the earth looking for people that bear the image of god right looking for people that bear the image of god and so in the also so as we go you know he saw he saw let's say solomon he takes solomon he saw notice that solomon possesses the wisdom of god and so he goes and then invades Solomon and then makes Solomon be, have a thousand different wives, 700 wives, worship different gods, right? And his end was miserable. Let's take Samson. Samson bared, it says, every time, says every time Samson gains stress, the end the spirit of the Lord will come upon Samson. And so, so Samson, the enemy saw that Samson bared the image of God, so the enemy went to destroy Samson. So Samson cannot you know come destroy him so there's throughout the 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 history of mankind i hope you guys i hope you guys can follow me please follow me carefully but the history of mankind right the enemy was looking for this one that will come and bruise its head from this genesis verse verse, chapter 3 verses 15 the enemy was looking for the one that would bruise his head because the enemy knows that once, Jesus, or once God says something, it will surely come to pass. And so he was trying to do whatever he can to make sure that that doesn't happen. And so every person that came, that bear the image of God, the enemy tried to get rid of. And so now will come Moses? When Moses was born, what happened? They started killing whatever, all those people because the enemy was looking for the one that would bear the image of God take jo- or take. let's take who joseph joseph bear the image of god and so what happened the enemy got into his brothers made them sell him thinking that he was going to be dead he'd be dead so the enemy is always working towards destroying those that bear the image of god because he goes to and fro looking and when he spots you and he notices that you bear the image of god he'll come to you to try to destroy things so all of a sudden that explains why you're going through what you're going through because guess what you bear the image of god that explains why i go through the things that i go through why because the enemy sees that i'm bearing the image of god and so he wants to do what he can to so come destroy that right now that's and let's push that aside let's go back to the bible and so we notice that throughout the, the throughout the the the, 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 the old, you know from the old we're dealing with the old testament right now. Throughout the old testament anybody that bear the image of god the enemy will come in and destroy Anybody that bears the image of God, the enemy will come in and destroy or try to kill. The enemy will come in, destroy, or try to kill, right? And this went on for years, for centuries, right? The enemy was looking for to kill whoever dared the image of God. And now the year, let's say the year, fast forward. Now we're in, um, we're in the New Testament. Now we're in the New Testament, and now Jesus Christ has been born. And when jesus christ is born the enemy tries to come for his life as well and so this makes him then escape Bethlehem, and then even after that they escape to egypt right because the enemy is looking to kill the one that bears the image of god so now god has come into the agenda because now god has seen that it is left to human beings because let's take the Testament again all those people that bear the image of god that were supposed to come and you know be able to help you know or or bring the existence of god here on this earth they all ended up not succeeding they didn't meet the mission they weren't able to overcome because they were human beings right and because they were human beings they had flaws that the enemy could take exploit of that the enemy could invade right and so now god needed someone that will come to be able to come overcome this thing called sin this seed that the enemy has sown so in order for it to be overcome right and that's another topic that we could preach about but today we're focusing on the fact that um it said that what there were 50 said that and he shall bruise you on the head so now the enemy is scared the enemy knows that there's someone that is going to bruise him on his head and so now the enemies look through Every generation looking for someone that bears the image of God who will come through his head and destroy that person. And then now it gets to the point where now we're in the new Testament. John the Baptist is born. Jesus Christ is born. They try to kill Jesus. Let's fast forward. Now we're at John the Baptist. Right? Now John the Baptist starts preaching. He starts saying, repent for Christ is coming. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent. Do this. Do that. Right? And then now they come to him and the enemy comes in a form of no, his people he come and says are you the one they were asking are you the one that you're supposed to come set the Jews free that, that's that's what they said but uh, uh, to the enemy he said he was looking for the one that will come and bruise his head so he said are you the one are you the one sent to come and destroy me are you the one sent to come and make sure that I my head is bruised and then Jonathan said no I'm the vo- I'm a voice of the one crying in the wilderness and so because I, the enemy wasn't sure if this was the one what happened? We noticed that John the Baptist was arrested and later on killed, right? Because let's bear in mind, the enemy is looking for the one that will come and destroy him. And then now Jesus Christ is in the picture. And now Jesus Christ has been taken by the Holy Spirit to go up into the mountain to fast and pray. And the enemy comes in. I want to say something, I hope you guys catch this. The enemy comes in after his fast. And then it says, if you are really, because at that point, Jesus Christ was known as the Son of God. God has filled suffering and said, this is my Son with whom I'm well pleased. But because the enemy has gone through cycles of people, of destroying people who weren't the ones that would come destroy him, he asked, if you are really the Son of God, then you would turn this stone into bread. Now pay attention to what Jesus Christ says. Jesus Christ says what? man shall not live by bread alone by by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god now we know that out of the mouth of god in genesis verses 3 verse 15 it said that the, the and then the son will bruise the the head of the serpent and so jesus christ is quoted him saying that out of the mouth of god he says man shall not live by bread alone by by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god and God has said that the son is gonna bruise the head of the serpent. And so, right there and then, we think that Jesus Christ was just quoting whatever he said. But what he was quoting was actually very deep. I hope you guys are catching this. It was, it was very deep because he was quoting, well, God, you know, says he was gonna bruise the head of the serpent. So he's warning him. And so now the enemy says, okay, let me try something else. The enemy brings him and then to the, to the riches, and he says, all riches belong to God. Jump, and then, uh, and your angels to save you. He says, do not tempt the Lord of God. And so the enemy went there with the intention of maybe invading into this jesus who claims to be the son of god's heart and then by doing that maybe he can try and destroy him like he's done with all the rest right but he left there confused then he came with a plan but he left there confused because he came trying to tempt him and it wasn't working he was very very confused and from there, always, we notice that the enemy will try to, sometimes Jesus Christ to be somewhere, The people would try to come, hurt him, and then all of a sudden, he would just pause time, walk amongst them, and then he's just not there anymore. Or sometimes they'll look for him, they can't find him. They're trying to, you know, the enemy was trying whatever he can to make sure that he would try to destroy Jesus Christ. Because at that point, he was sure that this was the one that was going to bruise my head. And so I have to get rid of him now. And so when the time was right, and God allowed it, Jesus Christ was crucified. And at that point, I'm sure that the enemy, they, they were rejoicing that we finally gotten rid of the one that was supposed to come and destroy us, right? We, we finally got rid of the one that was supposed to come and destroy us. And remember, right, that the devils, those demons, they're not only, they're not everywhere. So I'm sure at that time, right, I'm sure that the devil uh, hosted a campaign, or host, he hosted a big party, right, where all the devils and demons were, and then they were all rejoicing and the fact that he had killed this Jesus Christ who claimed to be the son of God. Because the Bible tells us that it makes us understand that when Jesus Christ died, he went into the 80s and he made a mockery of the devils and his people. He beat them up. He made made a mockery of, absolute mockery of them. Now my question to you is, why is it that they were all gathered in the same place? Which is what leads me to conclude that this was what was happening. They were rejoicing that they finally destroyed this Jesus Christ, right? And that's why the Bible says that if the enemy knew that killing Jesus Christ would be what would bruise him on the head or would be what would destroy him, he wouldn't have done that. They would have let him live. They thought they, would, thought they thought they thought they were killing him to get rid of him and they were rejoicing because they got rid of him. But little did they know. So I, I just imagine this. As they're having a party, they're throwing, they're throwing a party, they're rejoicing, we finally destroyed them, we finally destroyed them. And then now this being just appears out of nowhere and makes a mockery of them. He makes a mockery of them. Right? And so on that cross, when Jesus Christ said, It is finished, he was also quoted what God had said in the beginning that the son will bruise the head of the serpent, and then the serpent will bruise the heel. So Jesus Christ was killed, as it, you know, but he ended up destroying the enemy. And so he says, "It is finished. It is finished." Right, and that brings me as to why we're here. So why humanity needed Jesus Christ? It was for his finished works. Right. For throughout the throughout the history, the enemy was looking for the one that will come and bruise his head. So today my message to you is right that do not allow anything to cause you pain. Do not allow anything, do not allow those demons to make you, you know, your life miserable. Do not allow them to do the things that they don't to do. you do not allow that depression that fear that anxiety that you know that, that that financial struggle do not allow it to cause you any not don't don't let it bother you anymore don't let it continue to have its grip on you because Christ has finished the work for us it is finished it is finished it is finished right it is finished and so if you understand that it is finished then you know that with that knowledge you can pray a prayer that will cause the heavens to shake up right and to bring in the finished work of christ to you and so if i'm getting depressed or if i'm getting attacked by the enemy i know that the bible has told me that god jesus christ made a mockery of the devil and his and his people and so if by god that is in me that i serve has made a mockery of them that means that it is finished that means i have also been able to destroy them Because if he died and his blood can cover my sin and then he has become one with me and I have become one with him, then that means all his accomplishments, uh, also my accomplishments. Right? And so now it comes to the point where I have to be able to bring myself to the finished works. I have to be able to bring myself to be able to become like Christ or to become one with Christ. Whereby I can be able to bear the benefits of his finished works. Right? And so now I'm here. Christ is there. My relationship, Christ has come. He's come to die, and He's finished the work for us. So we have to. What we have to do is be able to be from here and come here and combine. And once we combine, His accomplishments become my accomplishments, and my accomplishments here on earth become His accomplishment. That is that. That is the whole thing. And that that is that is the, that is the basis of our belief. In, you know, I believe in him. That's the basis of our Christianity. I walk with Him. We have to become one with Him. Just like how he's one with the Father, we become one with him through our intimacy, through our relationship with him. And by doing that, his finished works becomes our finished works. That's why he says that, I'm going, you guys are going to do far more than I have done here on this earth. Right? And that is why we have the Holy Spirit to be able to get us from point B to point A. Right? Right now, because there's a gap. The Holy Spirit came to be able to draw us. And once we're drawn together and we're tight like this, the mockery he made of them, you can also make that mockery of them as well. And so I want you guys to, I hope you guys, I hope I didn't lose you guys on anything that I was saying. I hope you guys were able to grasp what I was trying to say. And I also hope that you guys understand now that you are a product of the finished works of Christ that you are a product of the finished works of Christ, right? And there's nothing that any enemy can do to be able to destroy you. There's nothing that any sickness can do to destroy you because you are the finished work of Christ. And so anytime anything is trying to bother you, any sickness, any financial struggle, you rise up. You say, I am the finished work of Christ because Christ Christ said it is finished. That you, this disease, you are finished. Or you, this financial struggle, you are finished. Or you, this burden on my heart, you are finished. And watch how God will move in your life. And watch how things will change. I want you to declare every day, every day you wake up, every time you pray, understand the fact that it is finished. Christ has done the work for us. It's finished. The fight is finished. The fight has already been won. So now the enemy's goal right now is no longer to find the one that will bruise his head because he said it's already bruised. So now the enemy's goal is to make sure that we that are, have become the finished work of Christ never get to be able to get to here that way we can be destroyed with him so that we can be destroyed with him right and so now he's not trying to look for one person that will destroy him now he's trying to destroy us all so we don't you know because he knows he's lost so he wants to drag all of us along with him so we can all suffer with him when the punishment the judgment day comes right and the holy spirit wants to make sure that that, that, that that doesn't happen so now we're in a different kind of like battle right and so you have to understand that you've already won but if you don't know that you've won the enemy can just easily override you and then just pull you along with him right and so have it in your mind that you are a, you, you you are a conqueror that you've won already that christ has already won the battle and because christ is your father and you are his son or his daughter that you have won and so no mistake that you've made in your past can be able to rule over your head forever because you've already won the battle that no, the job that you didn't get, hasn't. it doesn't mean that you've lost, you've won. That the school that you couldn't get into doesn't determine the fact, doesn't make you a loser, that you've won. And no matter what anybody has told you that you're going to be a loser in life or that you're not going to make it in life, you have to understand that you've already won, that it's finished. We are the finished products of Christ. You choosing Him right now, you choosing to listen to this, you choosing to bear or have a relationship with Christ, right? You are a finished work of Christ. Have that in mind. Have that in mind. But there goes my little spiel. And so, with that, Father, I pray that, Father, may you open up the minds of those that are listening. That, Father, may you bring them to understand that they are finished works of you. And that we are products of your love. We are products of your, of your battle. We are products of your finished works. And so, Jesus, As we go, Father, knowing that we are the finished works, we ask the Father that any limitation that the enemy has placed on us that is causing us to not be products of Your finished works, that, Father, may you take away those limitations, and that may we begin to walk in the finished works that we are, that may we begin to do exploits because of the finished works that we are. We avail ourselves unto you, God. Help us attain the level that you, my Lord, want us to get to. I pray also, Father, for anybody that needs any sort or any kind of healing. If there's any pain or if there's anything that you you know you're struggling with health-wise that you need healing from God, I want you to place your hand where it is. And I want you to pray. I want you to... Actually... Grab a bottle of water, hold it, and then pray. Father, we pray upon these bottles. The Father, that as they hold it, the Father, that Your mighty hand shall be stretched forth upon them. And the Father, that as they drink this water, the Father, that any infirmity. Any disease, any sickness that has been placed inside of them that is causing them not to be products of your finished works, we ask Father, may you flush them out in the name of Jesus. Father, may they come and testify of how great and powerful that you are. I understand that I'm nothing but uh, just an empty vessel, and that you, my Lord, just will do what that you please through me. And so as I say this prayer, I understand that it's not me that will do it. I don't know how you do it, but, Father, whatever it is that is bothering them, any disease especially, any sickness, any ailments, I ask the Father, may you heal them in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, may you bring forth your healing. I thank you, Father, because I know that you have done it, because it is according to your will for us to be your finished works. And so I thank you and I bless your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys, as, uh, like always, for coming on. I'll ask that you guys kindly share, subscribe, um, send it to whoever you want to send it to. And hopefully, you know, their lives are never the same anymore. Feel free to DM me any questions, comment, you know, whatever it is that you want to say. Whether you, you know, you don't agree to what I'm saying or not, feel free because, it's a, you know, this is a journey, like I said. I walk with Christ as a journey. Right? So I'm, I don't know it all. I, I, I definitely don't know it all. So if there's something that I'm missing, please bring it to my understanding as well. But I will leave you in the love of Christ and I ask that you go in the peace of Christ and may God complete you. Thank you for coming. Bye.